0: All right, all right. Hey, welcome back to I See You Sis. This is another episode in season two, and I'm so excited that you have decided to join us. I'm Ashley, speaks of the Girl Code Collective, and I See You Sis started last year. Um, one of my like favorite aunts in the world <laughs> was like the ultimate woman. She passed last January. Like while I was planning the Girl Code conference and doing all these things, and I like was over it. I was ready to quit everything. And then I shifted my perspective to how can I honor her in this movement, in this business, in this ministry? And so that's how we birthed the ICUSA award, which we give every year at the conference. But after that, I wanted a way that I could honor and uplift and showcase women that are doing uh, Thriving in Purpose. All year round, so that's why we have these episodes every month to highlight and showcase an, a phenomenal woman that is thriving in purpose and in every aspect of what that could look like and what that means. Our guest today is none other than Latanya Smiley, the ultimate. Okay, when I tell y'all ultimate, guess, <laughs> ultimate woman's woman. Okay, so. I'm going to pray and then I'm going to let you introduce yourself. A time and then we're going to get into this interview because I'm super excited. OK, so Father God, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for choosing to use us. God, we thank you, Lord, for each and every person that will watch this. Oh, God, each and every heart um, that will be Im- impacted. Oh, God, every heart that will be. Uh, revived from what we share, God. We pray that the words that we speak tonight, oh God, will give you glory. God, we pray that our testimonies would help somebody else not give up, oh God, not fall to the wayside, oh God, but to continue to choose you and to trust you as they move forward in purpose. God, may your will be done in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. I I love how you. I the people who you are <laughs> in all your amazingness. Oh my God. I
1: am prophetess Latanya Smiley. I am pastor, senior pastor of Unbroken Global Ministries, and I am the CEO and founder of Repair of the Reach LLC. I am also an author, a best-selling author. I am a mother. I am a wife. I am everything that you can think of. Seems like I have so many, um, um, so many hats that I wear. I'm a grandmother of t- about to be 10 um, grandchildren, mother of seven, and sis, I see you.
0: Listen, <laughs> I love it. I literally, like, while I was preparing for this and getting the questions together, I'm like, how do I even ask your questions about one thing? And I feel like this is why, like, we're, like, here with it, because we're mm-hmm. multifaceted, we're multidimensional, we're not just the general standard one box fits all type of entrepreneur or minister or woman for that matter. Mm-hmm. And so when I was writing, I'm like, okay, how do I make these questions like make sense? How do I like figure it out? And so it was a good problem to have. <laughs> so I just commend you all that you do. And I'm excited that you are here for an I See You Sis episode because you have been literally, I think we met like in 2018, like right when I moved back to Maryland. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and it seems like I've known you forever, so that's kind of crazy. That's only been a little bit of time. But even in that space, you were grinding and <laughs> you're trying to figure out the next thing, but not just figure out the next thing, but how you can actually execute an excellence in that thing and produce something of value. And I think that's what I admire the most. Like you don't just want to do stuff just to do it. You want to do it because first you want to honor God and be obedient. But second of all, you want to present women with something that is actually going to be effective in their life, that actually is going to not just look good, sound good, but work. So right. I think that's amazing. So our first question is: you're definitely a multifaceted woman, as we stated. So how do you know when an idea is you versus when it's Holy Spirit? Um
1: well for one thing when it's the holy spirit it just flows and the holy spirit will always give me something that makes absolutely no sense to the world like you're like no way am i doing that because who's going to um how do you even birth that how do you present that how do you market that what you gave me because it's always something outside of the box and um that's how i know when it's god and usually um what i've learned is that as long as you are in your mandate in the earth that you're in your mandate you're operating in your mandate god gives you a little wiggle room to where he'll allow you to move around because you're in alignment with your mandate and so usually what god gives me is in alignment with the mandate on my life and so although it's astronomical i can just fall in line with it because i'm in my mandate i stay in my lane i don't have to um, they're off because me and him is right here when it right comes now. to how he sees the things that he has given me to do and the things that I want to do
0: come on okay so how do you identify your mandate how do you identify where you know because you can like doing something some things are just hobbies some things are just like you know fun to do but how do you know when you're like this is what I'm called to do
1: hmm depends for um for me um as being mantled i know that my mantle my mandate and my mission um go together and so my mandate is in the earth is actually to be a repairer of the breach. And so everything that goes along with that, you yes, I love to crochet. That is my thing. But my my assignment is to reach those who reach the lost and hurting, period. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, I can knit you something, and it's gonna be okay. But my but my mandate is to repair the lost and the hurting, to be the repairer of the breach. And so my mandate usually ties into that everybody has something different but for i know that women who have gone through sexual assault women and men who have gone through sexual assault is my mandate in the earth mm-hmm. and dealing with the residue that is left behind and so usually it's, it's so it's such a broad thing but i can go so many directions in it so i usually just stay right there that's my sweet spot actually
0: right Right, your zone of genius. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that could be something that the enemy will want to use to trip you up, to keep you debilitated, not have you walking in purpose. Is the very thing that God will use to like reveal you to the world, to show his glory.
1: And mm-hmm. so,
0: I, I mean, we're always talking about perspective. And I'm always talking about shifting the perspective. So like, even for somebody who's watching that has been through something traumatic or hurtful or harmful, you have to understand that even God can use that thing. No yeah. matter what it is, no matter how bad it was, there's mm-hmm. always a way for him to get glory, but we have to make the decision. Am I going to give allow God to get the glory through this situation, or am I going to allow the enemy to use this as something that can hinder me from actually getting closer to God and walking in my purpose? Mm-hmm. So, that's definitely imperative. And I love repair of the, ble- the breach, because I would say we're the bridge between the hurting and the healer. We are the people that shine the light and connect people to Jesus, to God, to Holy Spirit, to the the Trinity that can actually ultimately help them do what they are here to do. Mm -hmm. And so the repair of the breach is not just like a thing, but it is a necessity in the earth to help people get over the hump. And I don't want to just say get over it, but like navigate, journey Mm -hmm because life is ultimately a journey. And right. so it's not like we just arrive and get somewhere, but we have to actually unpack the baggage. We actually have to take off the bandage sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably get into this, but even the whole paramedic side of what you've done and things like that, even how you use that currently um, in coaching and helping other women like deal with uh, spiritual wounds and trauma But even in, in that field Back then where you were doing that you could see Or wrap people's wounds and stuff But you give them instructions like Okay in a couple days take this bandage Off change the dressing mm-hmm. But if somebody was afraid To take the bandage off They would have to go back to the hospital Because their wound wouldn't heal properly mm-hmm. And I think a lot of women Nowadays are experiencing that They're taking the bandage off too soon Or they're leaving it on too long because they're afraid to actually identify what's waiting underneath that. And the dress.
1: That's good, Mm -hmm. right there. It's almost like that's what we do because it's just like, and when you go to the doctor and you go to the doctor and the doctor prescribes you a medication and he says, take this medication for 10 days and you like you feel better in three. And so you stop taking the medication, not understanding that it's a reason why he gave you the 10 days so that we can kill the infection completely so that it doesn't come back. But if you stop taking it in three days, there's a possibility that you're going to be back in his office and he's going to be like, did you take the, all of the medication and either you're going to be dishonest and it's going to get worse or you're going to be honest and you're going to be like no I didn't do it doctor then you're going to get another bill because he's going to tell you you know I told you to take it for a reason because we have to kill the bacteria of
0: that thing we have to get to yeah. the root yes the root of it and even mm-hmm. if we start feeling good sometimes. like Even in our our spiritual walk, and that's why I love the parallel on how you make it mesh so well. Because Mm. even our spiritual walk is like, oh, I'm feeling good. i got this thing. I conquered that thing. And then something happens and you're not 10 steps back. And then you're looking like, how did I get here? I thought I conquered this thing. I thought I was better than this. I thought I was stronger than this. And it's just like that prescription. If you don't follow all the instructions and sometimes God ain't going to give you all the instructions until you do that first instruction. Yeah. Until you take that first step until you do that that next thing. And so we have to kind of have that blind faith to say okay, I'm going to do my part and if I do my part, you're definitely going to do your part. And so I right. have to be- try to control it all be it all do it all we just control it we just like to control everything and we like to control
1: everything we like to come off come out before it's our time i find that we have a time we we really have a problem wanting to come out before time and um when we come out before time and God has not finished processing us, what happens Mm -hmm. is we think that we are healed. We think that we are okay until you put your weight on it. And then when you go to put your weight on it, because if you had a fracture and it's okay, it don't hurt as long as I'm not doing nothing with it, I think that I'm okay. Mm -hmm. But when I go to put my weight in that area and I'm called to minister in that area and I'm crying harder than the person who I'm ministering to, or if my residue is coming up as bitterness or I'm looking rejected and sound and rejected or I'm not talking unforgiveness, I'm you like, OK, well, maybe you're not ready to go into the game yet. You're not ready to get the ball yet. And so that's why you end up having to double back. That's why you see us. You see them one day and the next day you like what happened to them and they're battling mental illness because they done not out before the process and so now you are depressed and everything because the weight the w-a-i-t uh, uh gives it, it, it equips you for the w-e-i-g-h-t and so you have to be able to wait and we i, I had to learn that several times because you are just not processed yet you are not time it's not time for you yet it's still some developing and a lot of that developing happens in a dark place like with no lights you like okay it's dark and i don't like it but we understand that when we had the old cameras, they used to develop the film in the dark room. And so until you get the picture, and so we got to be able to sit Thank with God. God and get that.
0: <coughs> right there. I actually made a post about that, about the dark room. But it may, as soon as you started talking about that, it made me think about the butterfly and the caterpillar. Like if mm-hmm. the caterpillar goes into the cocoon, first of all, they go into the cocoon willingly knowing that it's going to be dark for a specific amount of time. God's not gonna leave you in the dark forever right <laughs> like, you're not gonna be there but uh, the or, caterpillar's
1: only job is to survive to not get stomped on while he's in the caterpillar state right to stay out of the way all of the right that's his only assignment is to survive Prepare. being being the caterpillar
0: yeah and then if the butterfly you like <laughs> the butterfly has to know when it's time to start to crack the cocoon and if a butterfly cracks it too soon, they're not going to survive. They're not going to make it. But once that process is actually met with the amount of time that's necessary for the development of every aspect that they need to thrive on the outside of that cocoon, that's when they're actually ready to try to survive in a new environment. Because before they were crawling on the ground. Right. Now they're going to be flying and soaring and stuff like that. So it's a mm-hmm. different it's a different altitude and we know different things can survive at different altitudes, but right. the process the weight. And I think for being like a millennial that's called, I think a lot of older people wanted to like pull me into things prematurely when they should have had wisdom to say, okay, this is the time that you do this, this, and this. Not, oh, I'm just going to pimp your gift and use it to make my ministry better. And that's what happened. So now I find myself doing things. I'm like, all right, wait a minute. I need to reevaluate that. I need to take a break. I need to figure this out because Mm -hmm. I'm out here when in our reality, I should be back here, like getting together. And so we have to use wisdom even when we're speaking into other people's life, and even when we're helping other people or whatever the case is to know the season and the time. And I think, like you said, nowadays people just want to be out here doing whatever and being whatever. It's annoying. That's a whole nother, look, that's a whole whole nother nother.
1: conversation. A whole conversation. You like who raised you? Because in this thing, we have to be raised up. We cannot go out here being renegades, being um, rebels and not being raised up. And it's like everybody has a title and, and either somebody is putting a title on you prematurely, or somebody said to you that you're, you're a so-and-so and and now all of a sudden before you're even so-and-so, because yes, God predestined that for you, but he still said that you have to be able to walk in it. And that's why we have so many, um, so many shepherds that don't have the shepherd's heart so many um shepherds that are scattering the sheep because they jumped out and that's why we have so many false prophets because somebody said that you're a prophet but prophets still have to be trained up you want to yeah. if you want to book it as my apostles say why was there a whole school of the prophets when elijah thought it was just him but if they say it was a school what was they doing in school mm-hmm. school mean that they were oh. learning something in school ah. together, together. that's good too
0: it wasn't just on his own. There was yes. a pool of prophets. Like they collaborated. They were in community. They were in fellowship. They weren't in competition. They weren't. All right, listen. That got to be a whole nother live, okay? That <laughs> be totally because that yeah. right there is a necessary conversation. Mm-hmm. Because you find so many people who are called, who are gifted, and who are excited and on fire, but. We don't know how to navigate and we're looking for a leader for help, but then we get fumbled, you know, and then now we're mad. And when I got mad, I was like, listen, God, these your people. You can have them back. I don't even want to. <laughs> and he was your like, listen, listen, I made the people, but I'm not the people. And what you're not going to do is treat me like I'm the one that did it to you. They had mm-hmm. a choice and they made a choice. And so even that perspective, understanding like, we all have free will. We all make our own decisions. And a lot of people want to blame God for when things don't go right. But in our reality, we got to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I contributed to that mess. I was right. a part of that willingly. God wasn't on that. He told mm-hmm. me what I needed to do. And I still wanted to do me. All right. Anyway, listen. <laughs> but OK, so on that note, how do you know when a season is up or when it's time to transition or shift or take a, a break and reset and recuperate like how do you know when the season when it's time to change I mean you know in the natural we see the leaves changing you know the weather breaking but spiritually sometimes it could be a little iffy because you could feel like all right maybe I need to do this now and then you feel like you got the go-ahead but you start doing it and it ain't the math thing messing so how do you know or how can you tell
1: well, we're supposed to check with God every morning. We're supposed to seek sovereign. We're supposed to have our CEO business meetings or prayer meetings, whatever it is that we're doing. And you can tell, usually when God gives you something, it's not a burden. So when it becomes a burden for me, I want to go back and check with him and I want to like, are we, are what we doing still relevant? Am I going too hard? Am I going too slow? You'll see a drought where you have plenty. Um, Things will begin to dry up and that's when you really be like, okay, God, because you always want to be where he is and never where he was. And so you have to be able to recognize the shift because it's God's God wants to keep you relevant. Right. And so everybody that's that's trying to stay relevant now, whether you are a social media techie or not, if you're not out here um, in the virtual world, then it's a this kind of um it's a 100% 99% chance that you're not going to um thrive because you have to be in here in some capacity. It don't have to be your life, but in order for you to get out there, you have to do it. And so when you want to know if God is in it, it becomes a struggle for you. There's no grind in God. Not that every day is is easy. The work is not easy, but your attitude about it because you are partnered with him. You're not yeah, angels. Yeah. You like this is God will send you. If you're running a business, God will send you the clients. Clients are effortless when God is in it. You ain't got to manipulate. You don't have to do all of those things. You, and when you're building with the spirit of God, even your ministry grows because God sends you who you, who he can trust you with. And 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 worship worship is where you get all of your answers because god can trust the heart of the worshiper if you can worship god can trust you with his people and so for me that's how i know it becomes a burden and i gotta go back every morning because i'm like okay because i don't want to do this this is icky it feels icky and i don't like it here and sometimes it could be disobedience that on my part that maybe he shifted the time. Maybe I put somebody in the mix that should not have been there because God even is concerned with who we attach ourselves to and who attaches to us. Maybe you've been infiltrated by a witch or a warlock. It can be several things, but you want to make sure that you check with God every single day about what he said because again he knows the plans and the purposes we know nothing and um it's not that the plans are subject to change on his behalf because he already knows what he's doing it's when we think that we grown have you ever heard him say you ain't grown because you not grown like you need to come and talk to me every day and get the orders like a plane a plane cannot take off unless it checks with the tower right so before that plane goes anywhere when it, and it goes several rounds a day, you got to check. You It has checkpoints. No, you can't take off now. The tarmac is full. Whatever it is, you have to wait to be able for your, you have to wait until God says it's go time
0: or else it's not going to be no time period.
1: <laughs> but
0: even on the plane of waiting on the tarmac, it's capable and able to do what it was created to do. So even in that position, it still has purpose, Ooh. but if it doesn't check with the tower, with the man upstairs, then things can go a whole crazy hot mess real quick, yes. and so even, I feel like nowadays it's so like religion is so routine for so many people that it's not even like an authentic relationship. Mm -hmm. It's more like, okay, let me check it off my list. Or she said, wake up at 6 a.m. She said, read this book every day. Like, let me just do that because that's what she's doing. Instead of actually searching God and saying, God, what do you want me to do today? What do you want me to do today? Like, what area are we working on versus let me do what she's doing because it worked for her. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that that game... Although the person is trying to be helpful, the other person has to be responsible and accountable for their own life responsibilities and things like that too. So I forgot where I was going with that, but I <laughs> guess I'm at that part. Anyway, how can women start their healing journey today? Like, what is that unanimous first step? Um to starting our healing journey and not being overwhelmed or intimidated by it because it can be a scary thing. The uh, first part of
1: healing is being honest with yourself that it happened. Sometimes, you know, things happen to women and women be like, I'm never going to talk about that again. I'm never going to discuss the rape. I'm never going to discuss the abortion. I'm never going to discuss the molestation or whatever. And you too busy being cute and you like because I dress all of this up. And the inside of me it is going to stink so when i come around i'm a stink bug now because i'm debbie downer or whatever because i have not put language to it you can't just say you know that thing happened you have to identify who what why when and where did it happen and so when you are serious about healing you have to have the courage to go back to the scene of the crime if you've ever been in a car accident you know sometimes people go back to see the car the car is total you have to go back and look at that car to see the reality that you didn't save yourself and you should not have been here and when you are able to have the courage to go back to the scene of the crime that is where healing is that's where the evidence of why you are the way you are right now and so everything that you suppress for instance in my 52 years everything that I've suppressed from the age of 13 It's going to come out one way or another. He was going to come out. um, It's going to come out and it's going to come out in a good way. Or before I went through my healing process, it came out and and I was reckless with the mouth, like uh, fighting everybody acting ghetto and stuff because i did not know how to process my pain and we see that so what people do is they go to school they get these degrees and now you got you just got all this student loan debt because you still broken boo-boo. and you That's just got bad. this whole alphabet behind your name and you still jacked up because the same way you sat down and studied them books you needed to study your pain so that you could be effective once you got through with your degree so that maybe people like you and they'll, you know, be your customers or your clients.
0: You <laughs> can't avoid the process of healing, and we can't like skim through it. Just like in school, we skim them books. Okay. <laughs> you actually have to face it and mm-hmm. not be afraid of it. Because the very thing that we're trying to avoid typically doesn't have that much power that right. we're giving And so, when we understand that God gave us authority, He gave us dominion, He gave us power, and everything is under the name of Jesus. That means that 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 rape, that abortion, that alcoholism, the drug use, all those things have to bow. But it's not going to bow if that if it's my Lord, if it's Lording over me, and I've given it more power than I've given Jesus, then there's an imbalance there. So. Mm actually identifying it, actually um confronting it. You know, we can have Jesus, some pills, and a therapist and and be actively participating in our healing. But we have to take the first step to say, God, I need help. And God is like, I equipped and raised up some good people to help you. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. And not run away from the process and, and getting mad at the people that God sent to help because sometimes we'll sabotage the relationship of the helper because we just want somebody to blame and be mad at and that's a whole nother other episode that's a whole nother episode because
1: (laughs) the thing about it is that a lot of times in these instances the oppressor is dead right the oppressor the thing that has you oppressed is dead but the bondage is still there Go figure, like they're dead and you still struggling. They done went on with their life and you are still stuck. And, and one thing that you have to understand, I see, I think a lot of times is that we don't have enough word in us to understand how much God loves us and what his will is for our lives. And so what we do is because we don't get in the word of God, we just parrots and we listen to what somebody says. And we know two mm-hmm. verses of scripture, wait on the Lord or whatever, or the Lord is my shepherd. But you really don't get in, dwell in to see what the promises of God are um, concerning you and, and how much. He loves you that if you get to know him as a father, no way that you would sit there and suffer because you'll be like, I need for you to kiss my boo boo like right now. It hurts here, here, here. Look, it hurts all of these places. (laughs) And I need for you to kiss them places because I cannot do what you have given me to do in this area. And then once you heal, guess what? You get capacity because right now it doesn't matter if oil is being poured on you, it's leaking out. It's leaking out all over the place because you're not whole. And so you don't even have capacity to carry what God has given you and you carrying sloppily. You know what I'm saying? Somebody give you a weapon, you are shooting off your own team. Somebody <laughs> try to invite you in to something to you know, be because we can build together. Women can build together. But because you don't want to get equipped, you is shooting you shooting off, you killing off everybody. Yeah. Mishandling relationships that God has sent them to help you get through what you're going through. Maturity. Maturity is a big thing. Maturity, when you're grown enough to sit, can you sit up under somebody? But because your demons have you busy and your demons make you not be able to keep still, you think everybody coming for you. And we just trying to love you and make sure that you good. Like, seriously, we need you to be up here because we trying to let you eat with us. You know what I'm saying? We all got work to do. And if you look at our ministries that's thriving, they're all interconnected. I probably can't reach everybody, but I could be like, you know what? Let me get you over here to girl code because they're your age and they really, mm-hmm. they really doing it. You know what I'm saying? But because we so selfish, like what? I gotta have all of these people over here. They can, you don't you go to nobody else's church and don't you talk to her because people is childish. Yeah, I feel they're... my pressure going up.
0: Let me listen. <laughs> childish and territorial when needs not even your people. Like let's be clear. I think of. Uh, uh, a crazy aspect to that. And I mean, just the, the black church in general, but being mindful of the whole like spiritual parent thing. Mm-hmm. Like everybody that you shepherd is not your child. You know, like let's be clear. <laughs> right. And you can't pour more into your spiritual children than you do your natural children. It's a lot of things that are just out of order and imbalance. And I know God is just not pleased, but because of that, not only are uh, is the congregation suffering, but those that God specifically and strategically sent to those ministries to help mm-hmm. and be effective and build up are going to leave because they're not in the right place. Because the, the shepherd is out of order. So they can't get into position because you're out of position and it's throwing everything off. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of self-reflection and honesty, transparency, vulnerability that is necessary in the kingdom and it's necessary in ministry. It's not about perfection. Only perfect person was Jesus, period. That's it. Nobody else is going to be perfect. And so I think even giving ourselves grace in ministry and business to understand that it's not about Having the perfect logo, colors, grad—like It's not about that Because the person that is called to you Is going to come When you're ready to receive them And to help them effectively God is going to send them And so I think we have to just Humble ourselves a whole lot <laughs> And be at his feet More than we're at his hand, Saying gimme, gimme, gimme And more so just Father help me Prepare right. me, prune me, like okay. Let me groom me up, yeah. me up.
1: Because we can find ourselves in situation, and it's okay to be like, it's okay to apologize. It's okay to say no, I don't have it all together. It's okay, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's a whole nother conversation. Listen. <laughs> uh, I just feel, I just feel, I just feel something swelling. Okay. in your
0: shana, right? Yeah,
1: because it's, it's just, it, the body of Christ could be so messy at times. Yeah. And, 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 and as I stand back and I look and i be like, if I was in the world, I wouldn't come over there either because it's no different. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? People, people will leave or whatever and they create this whole false narrative make it seem like you abuse them and all of this stuff when it's okay for you to grow and move on but move the right way you don't have to make up this whole story if you if you feel if if god said god said if god said who gonna stop you but you don't get to do this whole false narrative that Somebody, was, somebody did something to you and people coming to you and saying, what happened with you and so-and-so? I don't know. They said they were leaving. I said, that I mishandle you? They said no. And so <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh. And so one thing about being a leader, I've learned is to get tough skin quickly and be very careful who you become familiar with because familiarity breeds contempt. And mm-hmm. people get casual with you and they'll start to disrespect you. And that's an area where God is still dealing with me on because I was a thug and I'm still got a little thug. I'm like a little mm-hmm. holy and a little hood. And so and when it comes to the disrespect, God is God is growing me up quickly because I'll be like, I'm about to, you know, no, exactly. I mean, you can't do that. You gotta be, you gotta be like, okay, God.
0: Like orange, orange. is not my new black. Let me get it together. Because, yes,
1: because, because in two because, seconds,
0: it's about to be real.
1: And you got to still understand it's the spirit. It's not the person. It's the spirit and grow up, you know, because for me, Mm -hmm. I I know when people do stuff, I'll be like, okay, God, are they paying me back? Because I was once like that. I once once was the injured and the victim and all of that stuff too. I hate it here. So I'm just going to bring, try to bring the whole church with me. Y'all can't go there standing (laughs) outside handing out pamphlets while y'all shouldn't go to this church. So, I think that when we grow up and we look at things from the other end, we all say, like, I was there. So I yeah. get don't feel good. And it's good. a part of
0: growth. It's a part of I think we have to not only give ourselves a lot more grace, but be gracious with other people mm. and understanding that we're all just trying to figure it out. Right. But thanks to social media, we all feel like we've arrived. And so now there's no humility in being human anymore because... And that might be oxymoron, awesome, but there, there's no like, yeah, there's no humility in it, in in the actual act of humanity, like giving somebody, like now we're recording people's shortcomings and laughing like it's a joke, when instead somebody actually needs help, you know, or we're like, you can't even people. give out, you can't give out
1: nothing without you filming the person. If it I'm stand, true if true. I'm in the street, please don't film me, and if something oh. is going on with my kid, don't film my kid if you're not helping don't film my kid like for real don't like i'm getting angry don't film my kid with his with somebody with a knee on his neck and you standing there filming
0: because if you filming and if it's a bunch of
1: y'all
0: that part Uh, it's too it's too too many bystanders instead of actual hands and feet right and so i think now we've gotten into this world head down society where we're living beyond behind screens and I mean of course why would the enemy not want us to live behind a screen right Mm -hmm. we're not actually in fellowship if we're so used to being isolated and alone so people can't really identify somebody's real heart sometimes through a text message I could just send an emoji be like I'm good and you know okay cool but if you're connected by the spirit, this whole spirit gonna nudge you back. She ain't cool. Call mm-hmm. her, figure it out. I mean, you do it all the time. But <laughs> it's a real well, even, thing.
1: If, even, you know, people are how many people are offended by a text message? And you like you got all of that out of this? You heard my tone and everything in the text message. And so now, you know, you're not speaking to me because you said something or maybe i didn't get the text message and i didn't respond because how many times have you thought you sent something and you mad because nobody was falling you go look at your phone you like oh i ain't even sending my bad or whatever until so we're falling out but nobody is grown enough to pick up the phone and, and hear the thing, hear the tone in my voice. Nobody's uh, uh, grown enough to be like, if you have an ought with your brother and your sister, the Bible says that you are to go to them, not with a text message because that text message and stuff, I don't, if I got something to say, I'm going to call you, why? Because I want you to hear and I want to make sure that my text message is going to be in your ear and not you'll be able to show it to the world what I said, because I said what I said, because I came to you. To say yeah. what I said, and I mean what I say, and so we—if the Bible says if you have an ought to go to your brother and sister, not put them, not to out them
0: on, on your feelings
1: based yeah. on one side, they don't even have a chance to defend themselves, and you out them. I'm up here, I'm going in, and I'm you and I'm like everybody knows I'm talking about you, but and um, they say, can't even respond, <laughs> right? It's They so won't even give me a, a fair chance to. to to defend myself why 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 can't we break up in love we don't we We it's okay
0: and understand even relationships there's seasons there's times and seasons for that too everybody's not going to go the whole distance with you Come on, Moses. He ain't make it <laughs> like it's just and real. The, and the thing
1: about that, God showed him. I was like, I just came out of the Book of Exodus, and I was like, God, you are something else. He was like, I'm gonna uh, go up there and I'm gonna show you. But tell them. So you still want me to lead? Cause I quit when you listen, said that I'm not crossing over. And you still
0: giving me instructions. The Lord said, tell to the people. I know, God. You might. Listen, tell me that. They better send somebody else to get the information, cause I ain't. I'm no, why. Hey, what, what, what we delaying it for? If I ain't going up, you Daddy. better tell him yourself. No. <laughs> That's exactly why I was born now, not then. Because right. man, I would've he made. still
1: told him, he still gave he had told him, yo, since you and your bro, since you and your bro, I told you to speak to the rock and you doing your own thing. <laughs> Cause you 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 think you grown now because of your rebellion you're not going to see the your promise you're not going to oh i'm gonna show it to you but you ain't gonna walk in it okay like if I was on my if I was on my secular job, uh, I'm not getting promoted, and I'm knocking all of these tables. I'm kicking the donkeys <laughs> and the I'm think, kick, kicking the cattle with everything, yeah, and I'm gonna slap the person who got on my nerve the worst when you told me <laughs> when I was following yeah, you. Like the Rock Moses was so good. He was he he. Those people got on his nerves so bad. so bad but it showed us that thank god that we're under the grace and not under the law because guess what
0: listen we can never (sighs) uphold that law (sighs) all right come on let's move move this train along because we can stay here all day all night what what helps you not lose your faith or your hope like aside from you know jesus like (laughs) Even though that's probably the answer, but what actually, like, I, I want to say what tangibly, because some people, especially now, given the COVID stuff we've been through and the craziness we're still enduring and all these price hikes, everything going up, but the paychecks, mm-hmm. and like, how do you tangibly not lose your faith or your hope? Um, so
1: It's hard to say it's not God, but at this point in my life, it's the joy that God has given me. Well, I'm content. I'm so content by myself um, that I stay and I know how to encourage myself. David knew how to encourage himself. And so Mm -hmm. even outside of God, the tools that I got in the presence of God, I still follow him because I know that he's not hes not going to leave me nor forsake me. And so when it says the joy of the Lord will be your strength, even when I can't trace him and I'm like, sometimes I get scared and I and the tears fall or whatever. And every day it's not skipping through the tulips. I know how to get back to that sweet spot that, that listen, I may be by myself, but it's more with me than against me. And I yeah. love, love, love to worship. Worship is my thing. So I love to flag. I love to um, lift my flags up in here. I love to act like I could sing because you can't tell me I'm not an artist, but you know, that ain't my gift. But to me, it sounds like heaven when I'm in here singing. And I am really, really, really hilarious. Like I crack my own self up. And so you know, fun fact that if I ever get an opportunity to do stand-up comedy, I will do stand-up Lord. comedy. <laughs> and, like, you should just do it. Like, I will definitely get that mic and crack their sides because I'm hilarious. And so I've learned that no matter who's around me, that my happiness is not contingent, not even on stuff. That I'm just uh-huh. happy with me because of the traumatic childhood that I missed out on, that God has... um he has restored those years, so to speak. And so I'm able to just be in here acting like a little girl, doing little girl stuff, laughing at myself. And I am just so happy and and joyful.
0: That's so dope. I was going to definitely, uh, worship is definitely an imperative thing that can revive (laughs) Mm -hmm. when you feeling helpless and hopeless. Worship is the way to go. Yep. You can find yourself singing a song, doing a dance, and you don't even it don't even make sense. Like the other day, I was having a whole moment. I'm like, why am I singing this song? I don't feel this way, God. And I was like, but but you are Jabra, like you know, like you you singing the song, and it's like it don't add up. Like my natural ain't it ain't making sense now, but my spirit knows how to mm-hmm. be built up and how to encourage myself so that I don't go down a rabbit hole and go left when God is saying, listen, I'm still right here.
1: Even mm-hmm. in the midst of
0: all these things, I'm right here. And sometimes some things have to fall so new things can be a spring forth from that which has fallen. Oh, and so see, that's, said, what, that's
1: what I say. He lose me sometime right there because I'm
0: listen.
1: like, you done took everything. You know what I mean, just me? Then I took Everything. Who else? I don't got nobody else to play with because it's Listen. just me and you. You know, took everybody. And and for me, because I love hard. Like I meet people and automatically, you know, you've been you like you like my niece. You like like I. You know, you're like that to me. And it's like I don't get when people don't leave properly. Right. And sometimes yeah. that takes you back to an area of your life that you came out of, and you like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't like the way that feels. And so sometimes things happen and God wants to see your reaction. Is the reaction. My reaction is not the same because I would have been on social media cussing and y'all would have been like, prophet has done lost her entire life. (laughs) But but, God wants to see if he can trust you for the next level because that, uh, although it, it happened before, how you handle it now that you're up for elevation, it matters. You know what I'm saying? And so God has taken my clap back. <sighs> yeah. That, clap that back. was the last thing to go. And I'm like, I can't respond until he gives me the okay because he knows that I'm going to use it as a lesson to teach the people and not as a um, <laughs> uh, my own um, agenda <laughs> to throw subliminals at people. and um,
0: own little soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> all right what do you think is a major blockage for women today um that's well, like i would probably say themselves but what do you think is a major blockage
1: um i'm gonna say i would say brokenness because nobody identifies their brokenness nobody identifies um the residue that they have that Um, they operate and they think it's all about them and they don't see how fragmented they are. And so what happens is they hear with their trauma ears. You say one thing and they hear with their trauma ears, they speak with their trauma tongue, and they are not able to heal because if we would get over our trauma, we would be able to get along and we would really be able to say, I see you sis because I've been there and I know that, but because uh, women are stuck, and, and everybody's coming for them and he's like sis look we all I don't even got the energy to fight you because I got my own. I don't even see you you know the algorithm doesn't change the algorithm is not just for social media my algorithm has changed I don't even see you you think that I'm looking at you and you sucking your teeth and why I don't even see you because it's so much it's so much other things like yo we got a whole pandemic going on gas prices going up Ukraine fighting Russia and you concerned okay. about somebody looking at you really seriously and so it's not, I think that it much is their trauma that is that is just screaming making them think that they're okay and they're not somebody needs but to drop the scales off of
0: their eyes that part that part that that's where that The vulnerability comes in, the transparency, the authenticity to actually look at ourselves in the mirror and say, yo, it ain't always them. It's me sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's not always somebody coming for me or it, it could be me projecting onto them. Like it could be I heard it wrong. It could be I received it wrong. I was listening out of my pain instead of listening from a healthy place. And so I think we have to get to a place as women where we're just honest with ourselves and not. Holding ourselves hostage because of it. Because, you know, we can look and be honest with ourselves, write in our journal, pray to God, and still keep ourselves on trial for those things. When God is like, listen, if you give it to me all the way, I, I can do something with that. <laughs> if you actually trust me to do the heavy lifting and to partner with you in this journey, we can make some things happen. But we have to understand that it's a partnership. God's not a genie. He's not a sugar daddy. He's not just somebody that's going to give you, give you, give you. He gave enough. He gave his whole son and that's all he going to give. But when you partner with him, that's where the grace comes. That's where the you actually see his hand moving in your life. And that's when true change um, and true growth and true healing can actually take place when we actually get out of our own way and allow God to be God in our lives and not just (laughs) conveniently on social media or in a quote or just something we heard, but when we're actively walking and actively listening, actively learning um, and intentionally just trying to be better and giving people the same grace that he gives us. That's all it takes. Mm -hmm. All right. So final, as we wrap this thing up, final words of encouragement for um the viewers as we come
1: to a close my final words would be like listen whatever it is that you are are trying to do or whatever understand that it is contingent like there are just some things that we can't skip over and trauma is one of them because it does not go away like a common cold but If you would trust God and trust the people that God has put in your life, not the people that you hang around as your crush, but if you can trust the people that God has placed around you, that God is able to heal even your deepest wounds and you can grow and you'll really be able to be happy for other women. I think that that's a big thing in the body of Christ. Yes, we see a lot of women doing ministry, but there's a lot of women that are just out here um, doing their own thing when um it is the season of the collaboration so when you're not able to collaborate or or you decide that you want to stay at the kitty table because you're the head of the kitty table you're not going Mm -hmm. to be able to grow um, as much as God wants to grow you up in this hour, so if I had to tell you anything, it is being able to recognize where you are in God, and when you are, when you have mastered where you are, it is only then that God will elevate you. And it takes for you to be able to sit and hear clearly in this hour. And it doesn't matter where you think you are or where other people think you are. You are right where you are supposed to. You did not miss it. God says you're right there, and that would be my final. Final
0: remarks listen i love it you're right where you're supposed to be you ain't miss it you ain't miss him. that right there listen i needed that okay that one was for me it could be for y'all too but that one was for me <laughs> <laughs> thank you again for joining me tonight and for being sure. a part of this amazing series i think it's just you know we coined this this phrase here um, collaboration breeds growth, and I truly believe it. Like we are called to do life together, um, and to not just support on the back end, but mm-hmm. actually show up for one another. And so, I'm excited that we got to do this tonight. So, usually, I close out in prayer, but I'm gonna ask you to close this out in prayer tonight. Well, Father God, we come before you and we just thank you, oh
1: God, we thank you, oh God, for this time, oh God, to sit, oh God, and just talk, oh God, and um come together as women, oh God, women to women, oh God, to share on the topic of um, how women can get along oh god and so we say thank you oh god for what was said oh god we pray oh god that it falls oh god on fertile ground oh god we pray oh god that somebody was blessed oh god i pray oh god that even right now oh god that you father god would enlarge oh god girl coach territory, oh God, the visionary Ashley, oh God, that you would enlarge her territory, oh God, that Father God, that you would elevate her, oh God, give her another level in you, oh God, for her obedience, may she continue, oh God, to be the trailblazer and bringing women together, oh God, may you give her, oh God, the courage, the boldness, oh God, the holy boldness, oh God, to use her platform to even confront, oh God, the things that others are afraid of, oh God, and we thank you even right now that someone hears this, oh God and wants to know about the God that we talked about on today or wants to know how they can heal oh God that they father God would find this and deem this a safe place to heal oh God and so God we thank you right now and we bless you and we hope that you bless every viewer that would see this um watch this video in the name of Jesus
0: Amen. amen 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 thank you so much Y'all, remember to unlock your potential and thrive in your purpose. I'm Rebecca, she speaks, and I will see you in our next episode.